Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 13th of January, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. It's been a hot week in Argentina. And yes, we're talking about the weather and the news. With temperatures reaching 40 degrees Celsius, 105 degrees Fahrenheit, it's hard to believe anyone could get anything done this week. But alas, here we are. The rising temperatures don't seem to have slowed down the rising infection rate, unfortunately, and we're still at about 130,000 cases of COVID-19. As in many places around the world, Argentina's largest airline and the country's flag carrier, Aerolineas Argentinas, was forced to cancel seven flights this week as they have 1,200 employees in isolation. A quick note regarding isolation. The health ministry announced on Tuesday the 11th that those who are vaccinated and discover they've been in close contact with an infected person but don't have symptoms do not need to be isolated. Before this announcement, it was compulsory to do so for five days. Each province has the power to modify these measures, so be sure to check with the local authorities. Speaking of things that are rising, Argentina's central bank raised its benchmark interest rate for the first time in more than a year. Central banks across the world have been taking the same approach in the face of accelerating inflation. So it was only fitting that Argentina lifted the key Lelic rate to 40% from 38%. It will come as no surprise that this measure stemmed from the desire to please the IMF as they recently urged Argentina to implement an appropriate monetary policy. More specifically, they called for interest rates that exceed inflation. On that note, about the IMF, Economy Minister Martin Guzman gave a presentation on Friday the 7th to governors and provincial representatives detailing the government's proposal for debt negotiations with the IMF. Unfortunately, It triggered strong criticism from the opposition, who claim it's inconsistent and falls short. Since we are on the topic of the opposition, libertarian member of the Chamber of Deputies, Javier Milei, is starring in a surprising publicity stunt. Known for criticizing the Argentine political caste and wanting to reform Congress so that all members are pro bono, he launched a raffle with his first monthly salary of over 200,000 pesos as the prize, almost 2,000 U.S. dollars, according to the official exchange rate. With more than 2 million people interested, his website staggered at the end of last week. Truth be told, congresspeople see way more than 200,000 pesos a month, as they get millions of pesos to hire advisors and employees assigned to legislative tasks. Unfortunately, it's been proven time and time again how some of them use that budget for personal affairs. It's discouraging to see deputies and senators clinging to all this money while so many Argentines struggle to make ends meet. On Friday the 7th, The Guardian published a story on how nearly half the female prisoners in Argentina are serving time for drug possession many of whom are forced into the drug business because they have no other alternatives to support their families. The article does a very good job 
of showing how a portion of the Argentine population has been completely forgotten by the government and left to their own devices. The rift between the lower and middle class has gotten larger in the last few years, and it shows no sign of stopping. We'll leave the link to the article in the show notes in case you want to learn more. We can see this rift in the record-breaking tourist season this summer. Argentina's tourism industry is booming, and experts predict that 16 billion people will be traveling in the first three months of this year. Of course, the Prebiaje program has had a lot to do with this. This scheme sought to revive the pandemic-stricken tourism by reimbursing taxpayers for 50% of their expenses, which they can then use to purchase other tourist services in the country. However, ex-Central Bank Governor Federico Sturzenegger made the headlines last week by harshly criticizing the measure by saying that Santa Claus doesn't exist and claiming that those funds could have been used for a myriad of more important matters. Tourism and Sports Minister Matthias Lamens hit back stating that while Santa Claus may not exist, a smart state protecting and promoting a strategic industry for the future of the country should. Politics and tourism are merging in all sorts of ways. Last week, thousands of people marched along the beaches of Mar del Plata, one of the top tourist destinations in the province of Buenos Aires, to protest a South Atlantic oil project approved by President Fernandez. The project authorizes seismic exploration studies by the Norwegian oil company Equinor, the state energy firm IPF, and the Anglo-Dutch multinational Shell. Only days before activists took to the streets of Mar del Plata, the province of Chubut had seen similar situation in which the government had ultimately decided to reverse the decision to approve mining areas in the province due to the protests. Still, the Alberto Fernandez administration is keen on increasing mining exports as a way to be able to face the next payment to the IMF. Right now, nine metal mining projects are currently operating. The top products are gold, silver, lead, and zinc, along with the much-demanded lithium, for which there are two international projects. Also in terms of international business, on Friday the 7th, Argentina took over the temporary presidency of CELAC, the Community of Latin American and Caribbean States. This will give Argentina the ultimate position to negotiate with the United States and help solve the ongoing conflicts in Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela. The opposition, however, expressed concern that the move could precisely mark a foreign policy shift towards these three governments with questionable human rights records. In light of this, Argentina's foreign minister, Santiago Cafiero, who used to be chief of staff before the midterms frenzy, will travel to the United States next week for a high-level meeting with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. In other news, Argentina's Productive Development and Ministry has fined Facebook, now rebranded as Meta, 5 million pesos, about 48,000 U.S. dollars, for including abusive clauses in the privacy policy 
terms of the messaging service WhatsApp. More specifically, the company has dissociated itself from its obligations by limiting its liability for damages and restricting the consumer's rights. WhatsApp is by far the most popular messaging service in Argentina and Latin America as a whole, meaning it has a big impact in the region. Speaking of entities with impact in the region, the Argentine Pope Francis was the source of fury and hundreds of memes last week for saying that people who chose not to have kids and adopt pets instead exhibit a certain selfishness and that it robs us of our humanity. People were very upset and flooded the internet with pictures of their pets out of spite. A couple of reminders before we go. It looks like the heat wave may last a couple more days before the rain comes next week. So please remember to drink lots of water, don't stay under the sun if you don't have to, and charge all your devices while you can, as you never know when a power outage will happen. Also, if you're in the Amba region and can avoid taking the bus, I would strongly recommend it. Bus drivers from several lines are on strike for delayed payments, which means they are operating with reduced frequency. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Want to tell us how much you love us? No, how about how much you hate them? Either way, you can email us at argentina at rorschach.com or send us a DM on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina or message us on Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. Thank you.